Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of The Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Ash Thorpe, and this week we are joined by Grayscale Gorilla's founder and creator, Nick Campbell. This episode has been a long time coming and it's well worth the wait. Nick and I discuss his upbringings, his daily habits, his must-read books, and how he deals with adverse situations in life. This episode is brought to you by LearnSquared. LearnSquared is an online art education platform that is founded and powered by industry-leading artists from around the world. The key feature to LearnSquared comes from our community and the ability to connect directly with those that you admire and learn applicable and usable knowledge by those that are leading the way in their particular professional field. If you're interested in sharpening a particular part of your creative ability or just simply curious to see how others work and problem solve, head over to LearnSquared.com and begin your journey. I'm super excited to share this episode with you all. So here we go. Episode 157 with Nick Campbell. Let's roll. Man, it's been, I'm trying to think of how long I've been familiar with you. It was back prologue days. That's like shoot five six years ago or something you were my gateway drug to cinema 4d <laughs> if that's if that's, if that's I'm, I'm sure for so many people listening to this as well um, that's amazing yeah. uh, well thank you for watching man that's 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 why we uh made all those dang videos so i'm glad i'm glad you uh were watching them. what was uh see i'm already asking you a question what do you remember <laughs> as like one of one of your favorite uh videos back then oh man it was all about the shiny globes baby shiny globes Boom. dude it's always <laughs> about the shiny spheres, baby. <laughs> yeah it was Tell the first you. time i was like hey i can make something somewhat photo real in a 3d program you know like this is a lot of fun i was coming from cinema i was coming from mainly photoshop and so i was like wow this is really cool i had some design chops at that time um and i was just like i'll take some shiny spheres render them and get weird with it you know and design some stuff and i i'll have to find it i did this one design way back when from your tutorial i'll have to find it it's pretty funny um i would love to see that one of those like shiny (laughs) shiny spheres renders that (laughs) just plague the internet about Three quarters of the internet space is um, taken up by <laughs> selfies and rendered spheres from Grayscale Gorilla tutorials. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad to be a part of it. You know, yeah, we, yeah. we we use spheres was um, an accidental thing at first. It was the limit of my knowledge, right? You know, so the site started at the same way, which was I was also learning 3D and I had a little bit of design and animation, and I I knew that spheres. For somebody in After Effects, a sphere showed that this was not made in After Effects because yeah. that was that was one of the things you just couldn't do yep. uh, back then. So that was the first thing I grabbed in 3D. As soon as I could grab a round object, I'm like, wow, this is a sphere and it's and it's and it's animating around and I'm so excited. And it kind of came accidentally. And what I realized was it's a great tool to start to learn 3d because you don't have to worry about all the really technically hard stuff about 3d about modeling and texturing and uv mapping you could just throw some spheres up and start playing and uh um, um it's it's such a thing now but i'm so glad uh i'm so glad we we discovered the shiny sphere it's it's very um <laughs> <laughs> and you know what i we didn't discover any sort of thing that there were so many beautiful artists making that kind of stuff at the time. And, uh, it just so happened to be such a great tool to teach people. Yeah, man. You, like I said, the gateway drug, it was like, 
you appeal to the novice market. Although even, you know, novices in 3D, but professionals in design, for example. And I think it was a really smart, natural approach. And, and I think the thing that I really loved about watching your videos was obviously your inner, your energy. Like, I'm the gorilla. And you're like, you know, you had this really like, hey, I'm going to learn something. And this guy is having a good time. I think I'll have a good time watching this. And it was really, um, yeah, it was great. It was just it was just one of those really memorable parts of my career and you're a big part of it. And so, and I'm sure for a lot of people that are listening too, I think it's really cool. And I think the key thing here is like, you know, I've heard people like, well, he's, he's just making whatever, you know, he's not even doing proper 3d. And it's like, who cares? Like he's teaching and he's out there putting himself on the line and he's sharing, you know, what he's interested in and learning and I love how humble you have always been from my approach from seeing you from afar. It's like, you know that there's so much to learn and you're humbled by the fact that there's so much to learn. And like, just by you going out there and casually, like, not casually, I guess it probably isn't casual. You probably put a lot of time and energy and thought into these things, I'm sure. But um, you're just going through and learning as you go and sharing that process. And you were one yeah. of the first people that I can remember that was doing that. And that really stuck out to me. And I was like, this is great. This is really cool. You know, well, so. I appreciate that. I mean, it, it, that, that was the goal and that really still is the goal. Um, th- the thing is that person that talks like that is they're, they're right. <laughs> they're yeah. right. I, I didn't know. And I still don't know most of 3d. Um, what I found was 3d for me was very technical. Everybody that tried to teach it to me wanted to teach me how to model spaceships and, <laughs> and um, guns, make, make and guns and make star <laughs> fields. <clears throat> and I, you know, I just wasn't interested in that. I, I came to after effects and motion design through MK 12 and like, you know, band posters and, and like that kind of stuff was that that's how I got into, into design in general. Hmm. So the whole VFX 3d, uh, thing never really appealed to me. So you know, when, when I finally found cinema 4d and when I finally found a program that made sense to me and that was really designed for designers to use and not, and not more technical people to use. Um, it really was a journey of me to go like, wow, I barely can I barely understand this program, but man, I'm going to, I'm going to show everybody out there as much as I can because there wasn't a lot of video training out uh, at the time. Yeah. You're the only one I would ask people like, Hey, I want to learn 3d and they, and they go, Oh, you're a noob. Uh, try cinema 4d. I was like, okay, cool. And then they're like, okay, watch GSG. I was like, okay, cool. (laughs) And I was like, Oh, this is great. Yeah. There wasn't though. You, you were really out there doing that and you're putting yourself out there. Um, which makes you vulnerable, obviously, you know, when you put yourself out there into the scrutiny of the world around you, but, um, Hey, you know what people, um, the, 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 the critics too make you better. Um, at least they did me. It's, it's easy to be, you know, I still, the comments do sting like that when you hear them, but they also, the ones that, the ones that sting that matter are the ones that have a little hint of truth to them. Yes. Um, so the ones that hurt the most. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So when they go like, dude, this guy, this guy doesn't even know how to, you know, whatever in 3d. And they're like, well, you know, they're right. Like I, I really don't know how to model. I really don't know how to texture. And I, and I started learning more parts of the program. And more importantly, I started bringing in people to the company that did know this stuff. Yeah. And this was a big shift in, in, um, in what grayscale gorilla turned out to be, because I didn't know exactly what the, what grayscale gorilla would be. I, you know, I left my job 
to experiment with this idea. I've always wanted to be uh, an entrepreneur and I knew that there was something there. Um, but as it grew, I realized I needed somebody that did know all these technical things. So Chris Schmidt was such a perfect, um, find early on in Grayscale Gorilla's kind of life was this, this person that knows literally like more about Cinema 4D than almost anyone I've ever met yeah. more, more technically about what this program can do and how you can, you know, uh, combine multiple different things and how they interact. And he just knows it. Madness. Um, so he was such a great, uh, you know, help in, in answering those questions, which is, Hey, how do I UV map? And Chris would make a tutorial on how to do it. How do yeah. I model? He would make a, a video to also show you. Awesome. And then I would be there to show you some of the, uh, you know, the design stuff and some of the, the motion, motion design stuff that I kind of carried over from after effects. And now that we have Chad Ashley, um, yeah. It's, it's completely gone pro, you know, like <laughs> Chad, Chad is has, great. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. And, and he, he's been, um, he's been such a huge asset to the company. He's been, um, you know, in, doing 3d work for over 20 years and he's been, uh, you know, creative director. He's worked on huge projects with huge teams. He knows exactly how production works and he's bringing all of that knowledge now to our tutorials, to our products, to our training um, it's, it's really, really cool. So it's, it's been cool to see the company grow in that way and kind of learn as cinema 4d grew up, you know, grayscale gorilla also grew up. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. I was going to talk about that a little bit too, your relation with Maxon it's itself and, and just like building a company together kind of, cause you know, Maxon is a, <clears throat> I always say these these programs are only as good as the users, really. You know, I've seen a lot of great programs that kind of go to the wayside because there's not a solid user base showing people the potential of them. And I think with Cinema 4D, people were like, okay, this is interesting. I don't, yes, like, because when I first started, it was like, you either learn Maya or 3D Studio Max. Neither were on the Mac that I really, I, I think Maya would work on the Mac, but it was limited because they, they always like neglect the updates to the Mac. And I was like, no way I'm going to spend that much money on this thing and have it be limited. So Cinema 4D, although very expensive, um, had it worked on the Mac. It had all kinds of cool stuff. It was a lot of fun to play with. Cloner, Random Effector, like all these, you know, MoGraph kind of fun things that was a little bit different from any other program. And I think that watching what you were doing and then seeing the the plethora of tutorials and people out there just throwing information everywhere on it, I think that really helped grow that. And I was wondering what your relationship was with Maxon and at what point in your career in developing your own business, did they reach out to you? And then how did that go between the two of you? Cause I know you guys are kind of, uh, from my understanding, you know, Seagraph and all that kind of stuff in Cineversity, you're quite active with all that stuff. Oh, am I right? Yeah. Yeah. So they reached out pretty early on. Um, and they brought me out to NAB and Seagraph. I, I want to say, maybe even while I was still at digital kitchen and, um, and grayscale gorilla was, was around, but it was more of kind of a side project. Um, so as early as 2009, I want to say hmm. I was, I was, uh, you know, they, they flew me out and introduced me to the team and I presented at, um, those, uh, those trade shows, but the relationship with them has been really great. Like there's such a great company, Maxon us and Paul Babb and that whole crew and, and eventually meeting the German team and all of them. Like it's been a really interesting, um, journey 
to meet all them and understand how their businesses work as well. And I think you're right. Like I think they, I think what they recognized early on was that there was a community building around Cinema 4D. Yes. That uh, that most the novice motion graphics to community. Yeah, and and you know I don't think that really existed too much in the other platforms. I think because it was such, because everyone was new. Like almost yeah. everyone was new in Cinema 4D because it was, you know, only recently. Um, uh, converted and, and sold in the States, you know, within, I think I want to say five, six years uh, before when, when I started playing with it. Um, so it was relatively new, it was relatively unknown. And I think what they saw was there was a, a different type of community surrounding cinema 4d and they wanted to, um, uh, help promote it. And, and, and they did more than that. Like they, they are the most supportive company um, not just with us, but all artists, They're like awesome. they, yeah. they really celebrate the artist in a way, um, that I, that I don't really see very often. So, um, you know, yeah. we, we still are not connected directly. Uh, we don't really work, you know, under them or with them, um, in, a, in, in like, um, a lot of direct ways, but that actually is nice too, because it frees us up, um, to be as honest as we can about, you yes. know, new versions and things like that. So w one of the things we want to make sure is, is that we, we could be, you know, trusted. And, and, and if, if a new version comes out and it's bad, we get to say it's bad. And, and we want to keep that, um, we want to keep that relationship too. So it's, it's, it's really, it's been a really awesome relationship. And even professionally with, with, um, uh, Paul Babb and, and the CEO of, um, he, he runs the Maxon us crew. Hmm. He's been, um, in, in some ways like a mentor to me on how to run a business and how to, you know, build a community. Hmm. So, um, it's been great. It's uh, awesome. what a, what a lucky thing to have fallen into. <laughs> you know, it's funny you mentioned luck and I was going to talk a bit about that because you seem like a person that kind of manifests it. It seems like you, there's a part of you that just like, curious um but you're um there's a genuineness to you i've met you in person um at seagraph and stuff and and you're just I, I know it's like one of those crazy events but i and you're speaking and stuff you do just have um from my standpoint it seemed like you just had a general interest uh in just growing and developing and and curious you know where where does that come from is that have you always been like that or is that you know, is that something that you put on in the public eye? Are you different behind that? Or like, what are you naturally? No, that, uh, that's, that's my natural state is, um, curious. usually pretty positive, curious. And I, uh, I get a lot of it from my family. Mm -hmm. My, I had, I was really lucky to have, um, two parents that loved their job oh, and yeah. talked about their job and talked about work and learning and, learning new things. Um, and they were also into a lot of different things. And so it was just natural for me. I just thought that's how every family was. And it wasn't until I was older and met other <laughs> friends and, and saw, you know, how most people don't like their job and most people don't like what they do most of the day and, or they're cynical or they, you know, they don't think they could do it. And so I, I had this perfect, 80s, you know, you can do it family that hmm. always supported me no matter how crazy my ideas were. And um, I, I think that turned me into a mostly positive, mostly curious person that isn't afraid to go try something. And 
you know, that, that is, I, I realize more and more how, how lucky I am to, to kind of have that. Yeah. Um, and I do a lot of things every day to continue to try to like cultivate that, that idea of pushing forward, trying new things and knowing that you're going to mess up and be crappy at it for years before you are any good at it. And, you know, I see a lot of people that just aren't willing to go through the crappy parts and, yeah. um, man, I, I encourage you to go anybody out there to, to, to go be more crappy tomorrow because <laughs> it means you're learning something. Yeah. And so, so for me, I've, I've, come to recognize that when you're the most uncomfortable and when you're the most like scared to show something, that's really where you're growing. And that's really a a sign that you're learning something new. So yeah, you know, I'm so lucky to have the parents I have, you know, but they, they've had such uh, amazing careers themselves. They talk about learning in such a way that I wish everybody had access to. Um, I, I've even interviewed my dad a couple times, oh, yeah? um, on an old, uh, show. I'll, I'll try to dig that up for some links if you do any of those yeah. podcast links, but yeah, I'd love to, but, if you have them, if you, any links you'd like to share, I used to listen to the podcast that you did. I'll talk about that later, but you continue. Yeah, he's, um, it, it's just, uh, what I, what I'm, what I'm trying to do now is kind of backwards engineer. What are the things that, that, you know, that make people go try something and, and stick with it long enough to be successful. And, uh, I don't know what those things are quite, you know, I'm still learning a lot about that stuff, but, uh, it's an interesting topic for me, self-development and, and learning how to learn are, are so interesting to me. Yeah. We, we, we've had a lot of talks about that because you run GSG. Um, I am a partner in running learn squared and, and, in a, in the outside view of it, we're kind of similar because we work in the online, our education system and we're developing creative minds and all that kind of stuff. But at the same time, one thing we found that was a really cool common interest is we're really into self-development, self-growth. Um, it's really good that you had that kind of foundation because, um, I really, um, it's, it's, it's one of the things that tears me up at night. So when I think about it or just in random thoughts is like thinking about all the people that might not have that, but they still manage. A lot of people still manage to persevere. I mean, there's so many really amazing stories of people that just living in just the worst situations and man, managing to make themselves, um, get themselves out of it and live a, a life that feels of quality and, 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 and filled with love and understanding and, and forgiveness and all that kind of great stuff, which is great. But yeah, self-development is one thing that we talk a lot about. And we talked a lot about some great books. And maybe what we should do is we can move over and kind of talk about um, some some fundamental books. And I would maybe like to know your, your top three to five books that have kind of changed your life or guided you into a direction of bliss or reminded you of who you are. Because um, I know that we've kind of talked about it between us, but I'm just kind of curious that maybe we could share. And I, I have a couple suggestions too. So yeah, what are some of the books that you you found that kind of changed your game in your life? You know, I think there. I'll definitely. Um, I'm th- uh, I have a feeling I'll be adding more books for the next uh, few minutes every time <laughs> I come up with a new thought. Oh, people love um, that. But yeah, I, I think of the things I listen to the most and for me, it's, it's, um, it's rarely a paper book. So it's, it's almost always a, an audiobook or a podcast or mm. MP3s that, that I just literally, um, while I'm riding my bike, walking around, you know, taking the garbage out, there's, I always have my dang headphones in listening <laughs> to stuff. And what I found is the things I keep coming back to are the things that I think really helped me out 
in a mindset kind of way. Because hmm. there's tons of books about the tactics and how to market and how to, you know, like how to learn something specifically and then implement it. But I think the things that really get, gave the things that put the most, um, uh, the, the things, that, the books that changed me the most were the ones that were about mindset. And so for me, somebody like Jim Rohn really pops into my head um, as somebody that that is, I think one of the originals, right? Like he, he taught so many people how to, um, how to look at your life in a, in a holistic way and, and be valuable. Um, so Jim Rohn for sure. I mean, any, any kind of MP3 or online thing where you can, you can go watch them on YouTube if you want. Yeah. I would recommend that for anybody. I suppose um, last name R O H N. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'll have to check this out. I've never heard of him. He, so oh man, he is, um, he's one of the, he's probably the original. Um, oh. so he, he taught, he taught Tony Robbins. I was going right? to ask, <laughs> did he teach Tony? <laughs> yeah. That's my yeah. So Tony, when you, when you hear him talk, he talks about his mentor and that, and that's Jim Rohn and Jim, oh man, I can go on about him, but he, he really taught me a lot about the mindset of how to, um, how to set up your life and, and make goals and be successful, um, and get through some of the harder, harder parts. Uh, so he's huge. Um, I'd also credit Wayne Dyer. He's a huge help. Um, he's a completely different type of personality, but Wayne Dyer, um, is very interesting. D Y E R Dyer. Yeah. Wayne. Yeah. That sounds right. Awesome. Uh, uh, so those are like the fundamentals. And then this is another one that isn't as popular, but I, I think really um, uh, had a big impact on me. And it's uh, it's called Philosopher's Notes. And so I, I can't remember his name right now. Um, but if you type in Philosopher's Notes, you should be able to find it. Sure. And I thought it was such an interesting um for, for me, it's not, it's, it wasn't only interesting and in, in the MP3s and everything that I listened to is really helpful, but the whole business model was really interesting to me. So this guy, I got to remember his name. He read all the, all the philosophy books, Robert right? And all the, is this the name? I think. Is that right? Wait, I'm looking at it. Might up. be some philosopher's notes. I think it is. Yeah. Let's see. As soon as you say we'll, it, I'll be like, we'll have a link for you guys too. It's weird. It's like, I've, <laughs> I'm clicking on links. It's like taking me to some weird, like, <laughs> well, it's such, uh, it's such it like a, on, uh, on, on optimize, optimal living, creating an authentically awesome life and other such goodness. Is that what it is? <laughs> that sounds like Brian him. Johnson. <laughs> right. Okay. That's him. Yeah. Brian Johnson. Yeah. So, you know, the, so the, let me just explain what philosophers notes are. Cause they're very interesting. He read, um, a lot of kind of self-help books like, uh, uh, and, and philosophy and books that are in the Bible and, and Tao Te Ching and, and, and learned about, you know, so many things and then broke it down in such an internet way in such a non, you know, Buddha way. He yeah. broke it down into like the four things you should learn from this book without mm. needing to go read it. Hmm. And, uh, that fed right into the, my type of personality. So, um, well, it was such a, um, I think, I think why it was so powerful was that so many of these books are saying the same dang thing. Yeah. And, and when you get the really high level notes and the things that really stood out in a book, um, and in a philosophy and they all start lining up, 
you start seeing like truths that are just human truths that, that you want to implement into your life. Um, and so for the mindset to literally drive around your car and listen to some of the most important thinkers over the last, you know, hundreds of hundreds of years that are, that were willing to put their thoughts down on paper and share them with us hundreds of years later. Um, I think for the, for, for mindset stuff, it was huge. So I'd, I'd recommend that. I think you could watch a lot of those on YouTube as well. Um, I, I think I bought all the MP3s so I could just literally go on road trips and just listen to interesting stuff. Mm. You mentioned you were on a, a recent trip and you had, you were talking like, I think you mentioned, asked me if there were some books that I could recommend to you. And I forget what I recommended to you, but yeah, it's like, it's funny because between you, um, my business partner, Mache and Vitaly, we're constantly sharing like pictures, uh, screenshots or in, in my, in my close buddies, <laughs> uh, Jason, Nate and Anthony, we're constantly sharing screenshots from our audible account <laughs> like check this book out this is the shit right here or, this one's awesome or this one's really helped me with business or whatever you know and yeah you got to be really hungry and, and the desire for it's great i love this you've just showed me three th- like people or two people and a book that i've never heard of and i'm super excited to get into because um, if anybody needs that growth and needs that development, it's definitely going to be me because it's constantly like a struggle. <laughs> yeah. There's just kind of unwinding some of the bad habits that have developed over time in life and stuff and just trying to figure out ways of, of getting through those, those, uh, those moments you mentioned, uh, harder parts. And that's something I wanted to talk a bit about because from the outside perspective, and maybe people might, you know, just, this is just, um, an outside thing, but you, like you mentioned, you're optimistic and positive, but that can't be every day, right? There's gotta be moments where you're just like, fuck this, you know, or, um, just upset, or there's gotta be moments where, you know, you hit a wall and, and I imagine you've developed a, a way to deal with these kind of things as you develop as a person. Um, but what are some of those, if, there, if there's something that comes to your mind and you don't have to make mention details, but I'm curious is just how you get through some of the harder things Like you mentioned comments or something, or like maybe something doesn't work or you release something that isn't uh, up to par with you, what you wanted, or the community reacts badly or whatever it might be. Is there something that comes to mind and, and how did you overcome that? Because it's something I think, um, it's really great to like, look at things in the, Oh, you know, life is great and it's awesome. And sometimes it is, and you just got to accept that, but sometimes it isn't. How do you de- deal with that, you know, and get back to the good track, you know? Yeah, I, man, I've, I've definitely had quite a few of those. I mean, not, not just in a, in an artistic way, um, but in the business, in business too. So, I mean, early on, I could think of one that was always a big struggle for me. And that was, um, I never liked, I never liked my own work mm. and it, it always bugged me. I always, I was, I was obsessed with learning after effects and this was before cinema 4d. I was playing a little bit in 3d, but just obsessed with after effects and I was playing and playing and playing with it. And I bought all the books and I bought all the VHS training I could <laughs> and all the DVD training uh, I could and dating yourself. You, 
<laughs> yeah, YouTube didn't exist back then. And uh, I went to school, right? Like yeah. went to school and and paid a bunch of money for these teachers to teach me all this stuff. And I still like every time I hit render and I would work hours. I mean, I put the dang hours in. I my my friends would invite me out and I was and, and they stopped inviting me out because I stopped going <laughs> like I was really putting the hours in. And every time I hit render, I would be disappointed mm. and want. And I knew that there was something missing and, and it didn't look like at all like what I saw on TV and it didn't look at all like MK12 and it didn't um and and, and it it was such a frustrating moment so you know finally um I think I think what I learned that the lesson I learned there was that I needed um I needed a mentor I needed people around me to be more honest and not um not just say oh your work's better than it was yesterday therefore that's good and mm. really I, what I needed was somebody to be brutally honest and say, listen, um, and, and, and I'll tell you exactly what, where it happened. I was finally, I was, I mean, this is how long it took me to figure this out. I, I had a job, like I was working at digital kitchen and I was working there because I worked my butt off. Like I knew how to animate. I knew the software, but still all the time, my boards sucked. They didn't show my boards, right? Like mm. imagine being asked to do boards yeah. for months and then Every time they would be, they would walk up to you and be like, "We're not going to show yours." <laughs> I've had that happen a couple of times at Prolog. It's, <laughs> it's it's destroying. Yeah, it's so sad. Yeah, and so so for me, um, what I realized was that that was an opportunity to grow for sure. But I, the problem is, is I didn't know the language on how to grow. I, all I knew was what what was in front of me was bad. And I also knew I was putting a ton of hours in yeah. and nobody really put, picked me up and pointed me in the right direction. Ah. Um, and, and I, and I didn't know it on my own to see it. And it's, and it, and it was exactly that. I didn't know how to design. Finally, a creative director came up behind me and was like, Hey Nick, uh, you're, you're a great animator. You work really hard. I really appreciate it. But, um, your work is really ugly. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, that's great though. That's a, as long as it's constructive though, because it's easy it, to go like, Hey, you suck. And it's like, and then they leave and then that just sucks. Yeah. Luckily, luckily he didn't just walk away after that. Okay, what good. he, what he started doing was Who's this person, by the way, do you mind sharing their names just so we can give them a little shout out? Yeah. Uh, his name's Noah Conopask. All right. Good job, Noah. Noah is the man. He's uh, still a creative director and uh, he's at MK12 or is this um, one in Chicago? So when I worked with him, it was at um, uh, Digital Kitchen. Okay. And then he ended up working. Oh man, I'm going to draw a blank. But he's uh, he was in New York for a while and he might even be LA. I I follow him on Instagram and see him riding his awesome motorcycles everywhere. Awesome. But dude, yeah, seriously, if anybody's listening um, and and knows Noah, give give him a high five for me. Yeah. He's, uh, he was one of the, one of the, um, biggest mentors to me that was willing to, to sit behind me and first of all, tell me that it was ugly, but also start to nudge me in the right direction Mm -hmm. and start to say, listen, dude, you need to go learn some typography. Yeah. You need to never, ever, ever use, you know, the lasso typeface. Don't be, (laughs) don't be that person. You need, you need to use these three typefaces using papyrus or something get in trouble. <laughs> Dude, I got so much trouble. Um, uh, but, but him and, and Anthony and, and even Chad Ashley, who I ended up working with as well. Back yeah. Then, you guys were, have had some history because you guys started yeah, yeah. Learn, knowing each other at DK. I was asking him that because he's come on some learn squared streams before and we talk about that. 
Yeah. And, and they were all willing to help me through that. So or, or the, the way that I kind of deal with the, the, the sad times or the, the, the way I try to fight through it is to first of all, realize that something that is frustrating is a chance to grow. I think yeah. I mentioned that earlier, but to try to flip it a little bit and say, Hey, these things are happening because I put myself out there. These things are happening because I tried something. Um, and the best way to, to, to not bump into all these harder times is to do nothing. Yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. the easiest way to do it is to just be complacent, do your job, go home, like drink too much beer and go to bed. Like that, <laughs> that other than health problems, you know, like will 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 if you just don't care about it, then obviously you don't care about it. So yeah. you, so your body reacts in that way. So the thing I realize is when I do care about it, it means I'm trying to get better. Yeah. I come I come at it from a place of like you know, I this is obviously something I need to work on or this is something I messed up on. Like sometimes it's my fault, like a, a, a like a product will come out and people don't know quite what it is or what it does and I'm like I I try to own as many of those things as as possible and say, well, it's not that people are dummies and they don't get it. It's that my messaging was wrong or that my the, the intro video needs to change or like, what can I do to interface with the world in a different way and get a different result? Because hmm. that's really all we're that's really all this is. That's really yeah. all of our life is, is 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 interfacing with the world and how you how you physically bounce off of it, how you mentally bounce off of it and what you contribute to it and what comes back and, mm. um, any, any amount of bad stuff and any amount of like heartache on that. I, I, um, I definitely have, and it definitely takes days away, but I always try to wake up at least the next day and go, okay, what can I do now to, yeah. to change this? That's a great outlook. And it's, it's cool. And it's, it's, uh, thanks for sharing that ugly duckling stage. Cause we all have it, right? We all, Nobody just wakes up and goes like, I'm just badass, you know, and I'm awesome at everything uh, I, that just doesn't exist. And I think a lot of times it's very romantic in this culture in America and in the world in general, it seems like it's very romantic to just only focus on the success of others. And I get that. That makes sense. You know, there's basketball players and celebrities and, you know, the, the hype behind all this bullshit um, that doesn't really mean as much because it, you're missing the whole important part. It's like watching Rocky Rocky will run and get him his body training and he'll train hard for six months and they just go over it. They glaze over it in the film <laughs> within like, <laughs> you know, within the, da, 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 that this is just a song, you know, and you get it. It makes sense. But you, you fast forward through all that. And, and a lot of times, as you mentioned, that's the tough part. That's the stuff that you that just separates the the women from the girls and the men from the boys and whatever. It's that's let really, me, let me throw another angle at this too, because sure. uh, I, I find that the people that worry the most and the people that are concerned the most about making it right. And the ones that aren't, aren't happy that it didn't go quite right. Mm -hmm. The, that in it, that mood, that feeling of caring is is, is good. Yeah. Right. It is, yeah. So, so uh, let me say it this way. When people are not nervous before a talk, uh, before they're about to go on stage, I, I think they're probably going to suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, because yeah. the people that, the people that, um, work hardest are the ones that are like, this is important. 
Yeah. Like what I'm, what I'm about to do is important and I want to be good at it. Therefore I'm going to worry about it and I'm going to worry about it enough to research and I'm going to b- worry about it enough to prepare and I'm going to worry about it enough to maybe read a book on how to be a better presenter. Yeah. And I find that, that, that feeling of man, I suck <laughs> is exactly the best feeling to get you to where you need to go. Yeah, it's a really thin line. I think that's when um, it, it will either make you better or it will destroy you. And that's a mindset difference, I think, because there's moments where I've overthought thought things so much that it just destroys everything in its wake. Um, mm-hmm. Every time I sit down to create something, I don't know if you feel this pressure or if you're listening and you feel this pressure. Every time I sit down to create anything, it's a very um, intense thing. It's a very deep thing that I go into this like state. And I, and I have my, my biggest fan on my left shoulder and my worst critic on my right. And the worst critic's like, you fucking suck. You're a hack. You know, you suck. You don't know anything. And then the one on the left's like, oh, man, this is going to be great. You know? And I think for me personally, the way that it works is like having a nice combination of the two of them. You know, the humbleness on the right hand side, the right shoulder is telling me to be humble, basically, like you remember what you are in this universe, remember to be that. But then the one on the left is like, you can be anything. And it's up to you to decide that. And I think it's the the real tricky thing is when to turn those on and off. I think that's the real key. Yeah. Those triggers, basically, you know, the, yeah, I, you, I feel you it's do really, need both. you do. I feel it's really sad when I encounter people or artists or even in like, shit anything like even jujitsu for example just seeing the egomaniacs or something you know it's like wow like i love that you're you know, that you're confident but you gotta be careful because somebody's gonna pull your number and where are you gonna be then you don't have that dynamic you know you're gonna be destroyed you don't yeah. have that understanding well, of like how to deal with that adversity you know unless you do and you're not showing it you know so that's a whole yeah, different if you're thing, if so. you're all confidence you won't grow too if, yeah. if everything you do is awesome um and and you know if if you look at your reel and you like the stuff that's on it from four years ago, you're like, that's not good. <laughs> you <laughs> yeah, know, yeah. you want to, you want to look at your stuff and go, wow, man, I'm so glad I got better. But yeah. if everything you did and everything you ever did and ever will do is perfect, then there's, there's not a lot of chance to grow that, but the opposite, if you only have the other person on the shoulder saying how much you suck, yeah. and you don't have some sort of way of like having a positive, like person in, in either your life or yourself to say, you know, um, to, to get you through the suck, then, then you're just going to drop out. So if you, if you have too much of either one, it's, it, it is, it isn't good. I think that's a good way to think of it is you have to have enough humble, negative, I want to be better vibe to, to, to go learn and be better. But then, then you need to have enough positivity to get you through all those, (laughs) all those years of making crap because I, I knew I, I always have a thought in the back of my head with any project that I'm, that I'm trying to put a bunch of hours into where I, where maybe I'm not moving as fast as I have hoped or whatever. Whenever I start to feel bad about anything, you know, what I, what I try to think of is that this has been done before by people that are as smart and as like that are like me. Right. Yeah. So I, I just have that. That's, that's the thing that pulls me through is I like business right now. I'm trying to learn how to run a team. Uh, I'm trying to, that's a, that's a 
that's a skill I had no clue <laughs> similar to so so similar to design right like I got into After Effects because I thought I wanted to like go make um, TV commercials and nobody told me until years later that I that I needed to learn design mm-hmm. and same with uh, but I was willing to like throw myself into it and then learn as I went so mm-hmm. now with business it's it's a similar thing where I'm like well I want to start a business and we'll work from home I could go on road trips I could make products and I could do tutorials and this will be great all the fun and stuff all the fun stuff and <laughs> so that's the good that's, that's the person the left on, shoulder. on the, that's yeah. the left shoulder right yep, so yep. the left shoulder is like awesome you get to go do this and do this and so you have enough of that to get you through all the weird stuff that you turn into. Cause as soon as you're like, Oh man, okay. Well, I, I didn't think about taxes and I didn't think about that. I'm not really getting paid. <laughs> I have to, I, I didn't think about yeah. hiring people. I didn't think about customer support. I didn't think about the electric bill. The, yeah, exactly. I didn't think about, you know, collecting, t- collecting taxes. And so, so anyway, that, though, that is my current thing right now is how do I become a good, um, manager? How do I become a good team member? How do I work in a bigger team and empower my team to do their best work? How do I not micromanage? And and so these things are not natural to me. I, I am, I want it done my way, right? (laughs) Sure. That's, and a lot of people have that thought. Um, That's that's a good, that's a good thing to have. And when to turn it on and off is, is, is the key, the switch. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and so that's my current struggle to Mm. just to share, you know, as, as many things as I can with your audience, like that's my struggle now. Um, but it, I'm starting to realize it just, it, the struggle will never end. The the struggle is learning. Being human is growing. Um, and if, if you're not struggling, you're not learning and you're not growing and you're not living. And and so that's, that's how I see it. If, I try to take little breaks here and there. Good. I try to go on my road trip. I try to relax. But then when you're in it and you're really pushing yourself, it's going to, you're going to hit walls, man. Yeah. I was going to ask about the breaks and stuff, but no, that's a beautiful way of putting it. I totally understand. And I, and, and, and totally, um, on the same page with you. And, and the, the, the worry for me is like, man, when does this struggle end? <laughs> Cause sometimes I'm like, dude, I just want to roll, crawl up into a ball and go to sleep. <laughs> You know, because it's just the pressure is just so enormous. And, and no matter how many people you surround yourself with, it, sometimes I just feel alone. You know, like I'm just on a whole different weird level of just oddity, you know. And a lot of that's just uh, my lack of ability to communicate properly to others and stuff. It's just totally an issue. But um, no, that's that. These are really great things. And it's, it's great to hear that, too, because um, it's I think one thing I was going to note from as a, um, just observing is something we talked about is you're a conduit now, like you're a, a, um, what do you call that? The um, where you people come and you're kind of like this connector. Um, it was like a term that we had read from a book that we had shared. Um, oh, there's like a like a super connector kind of thing. Super connector, conductor, super conductor. I think that's what it super is. Super conductor. And, yeah, and you're, that's, that's a fun term. Yeah, and I think that's kind of like. Well, I guess from my standpoint, I correct me if I'm wrong. So you, you know, you 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 built yourself up. You wanted to work in doing design and all that stuff, or doing motion graphics, and then you learn how to do design, and then it's like you realize, like, okay, now I'm a cog in the wheel. So I'm going to go out and like try this other thing and teach people and like make my own company and be an entrepreneur. And now you're learning like, okay, there's better, more talented people, not better, but like at certain things, you know? And so 
now your strength is I'm going to be a team leader and understand how to get the best out of them. You're basically becoming a director. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good way to think of it. So I, I think of it like, I, I think about what the answer to that question is a lot. Like what are, what is really my purpose? So like, what's my, some people would say like, what's my uh, superhero ability or something like that? Like, <laughs> And ultimately, if I if I trace try to trace a line to all the things that are fun and successful in my career, um, ever since I was young, it, it I think it comes down to that I love learning. I love the process of learning something, mm-hmm. and I also love the process of teaching what I learned. Yeah. So, two of the things that I love the most is sit like one of my early obsessions was. Um, music. So I was obsessed with, you know, learning and playing piano and guitar and drums as a, as a young kid. Mm -hmm. And then I got into magic tricks and I got into like, you know, uh, like DJing, you know, as I was a teenager, I DJed uh, parties and house parties and weddings. I learned how to do all that stuff. So like every new, every new thing that I got into, I, I dove really deep into it. Like, Mm -hmm. how do I become the best at this? And uh, I love that process of, of becoming better, learn, trying to learn from the best, trying to watch somebody that's really good at it and figure out how they got there. Mm. And then once I had a little bit of skills, I loved teaching the, the next person how to get there even faster than I did. Mm. So when I learned, when I learned about, I remember this story, my, my friend and I talk about this a lot. I was trying to learn guitar. And if you go buy a guitar book, how to play guitar, what they're going to teach you are like open chords, like big open folk song G's and A's and big, big ringy chords. Well, I was listening to like Green Day at the time and none of those chords sounded like Green Day or Nirvana, right? And it wasn't until somebody showed me what a power chord was, the ability (laughs) to play you know, a, a chord Between three and frets or something like that. That's right. And to, and to be able to move it up and down the neck and just go up and down really easily. You could keep Metallica. the same shape. <laughs> yeah. But metallic dude, all that stuff. So instantly I was like, well, get this, get this book out of here. This book's stupid. <laughs> if the goal, if what I'm trying to learn is how to play green day, then I don't need a, a folk song guitar book. Yeah. I already have the trick. So I went and taught all my friends, yo, check this out. We could play anything now. We'd just sit there like listening to the, to like the nineties Tom Petty record and just go like, got it, dude. Boom, 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 boom. (laughs) And so the power chord, uh, is kind of this analogy to me of like understanding what it really is. I'm trying to learn, finding out what that is, and then trying to help the next person that's really trying to come up and, and, and learn this stuff. And I think in a lot of ways, that's what Grayscale Gorilla was, was, yeah. hey, 3D. Sharing it, the world. Yeah. yeah. So it, I was going on a process of learning this new thing. I was reaching out, trying to find as much as I could, which, which I love. I loved the process of finding hard to find videos and buying the DVDs and the, t- you know, trying to meet people and learn directly from them. Yeah. Um, and then rather than conductor. Yeah. Rather than everyone else try to go through the same messy process I went to, I just made an hour long video and said, Hey, this is what I learned this week. And now you can know it in an hour. Mm -hmm. And I really think as I grow as, as a person and as my roles change in the company, that's really still what I love doing the most and where I try to find more time to do that stuff. So if it's, 
how to uh, how to tag things on YouTube and like make a create make a successful YouTube channel. Well, that's something I obsessed over for months and mm. like found the best people in the industry to, to help me learn this stuff. Mm. And then when I was done with all of that, I went to my team and said, these are our best practices. This is what we should do and give them the the cheat sheet in a way of how to do that. And, and so that's how I view my creative life in a way. It's not learning more cinema or learning more uh, design even. It's how do I how do I approach the next project, obsess over it, and then be able to distill it down for the next group of people to learn. Mm-hmm. And and that to me is what I've what I've tried to do more and more. That's awesome. That's great. It looks like you transferred it and, it, and you kept it kind of like instead of being, I'm really great at, you know, this one very particular thing. You're like, I just love these habits that I create that then give me this kind of feeling and I could apply that to multiple different disciplines. I think that's great because it's almost like you've managed to pull back and get a bigger perspective of a broad spectrum and almost like as if it's a flashlight moving through a dark room. Okay, I'm now going to move my flashlight over here and that's my focus. But as long as my flashlight is there, a la your, um, you know, your passion for learning and, and going out and trying new things, I think that's really where it is and that's awesome. Well, and here, here's, um, that's a, that's a good way to put it too. And, and here's the, here's what I started realizing was I had, um, I had somewhat successful businesses before Grayscale Gorilla that I just totally dropped. I let them kind yeah, of like just a photo do, filter thing, I think, right? For the yeah. So iPhone. like I had, you know, an iPhone app that was, was in the top 10 and, uh, in the, I, in the app store for a, a few days. Right. And in the top 100 for, for, um, almost a year. Yeah, it's crazy. And so that was working. It was generating like money for me to live off of. And because my focus changed, my focus changed to, you know, cinema 4d and after effects. I was, you know, learning more of this stuff. I, instead of teaching the next group of people to help me build the iPhone stuff or do anything with it. I just let it die. That was my personality was my photography. I was really into photography and digital camera. I shot three, 400 photos a day. And then when my interest changed, that, that just fell off. Hmm. And I still do that. But what I'm trying to do now mentally is understand, is there a way that I can learn about this stuff the way that I do set up these projects and, and put all my hours into these big projects. But then, like I said, the, the new thing I'm learning is how to build a team to then help me carry that forward without it dying. Mm. Um, and so that is, that is the struggle. And, and you know, it's, it's not, I could go on and on about how many, how many hours I think about this for me, but what I would encourage, man, anybody listening to do is, is to spend some quiet time with yourself. Like, what are you really good at? Mm -hmm. What do you not, not, not what you put on your resume of like, here's the software I know. And, and even that you're a good designer, but what about that is, is special to you and how can you leverage that to, to be even better at that part of it? Mm, That's beautiful. Yeah, there you go. I mean, that's a really great piece of advice for anybody out there. A lot of times I'll get people reaching out to me. I imagine you have the same thing and they, they want some guidance or feedback from me. And for me, it's really hard to give that over email because it's so dynamic, right? And I really need to know the person, understand what it is that they're after. But 
the biggest piece of advice I give almost in every talk that I give and any email of response to is some sort of like help with anybody's life is like find your bliss or find what you love and focus in on that and, and find what makes that unique for you and remember to be yourself through that thing. And you never know where you're going to end up. You know, you could end up um, just random places, you know, and as long as you're finding you're following your bliss, um, you might be like, oh, I really love movies. And this one movie got me really into, um, you know, f- effects or something. And then five years later, you're building you know, limbs for amputees or something, but you're designing them in a really cool way that you learn through the film industry or whatever, you know, or you're helping save world hunger or whatever it might be. But if you continually follow that bliss, I think it's kind of lead you where I think where you've been able to find yourself, which is just kind of putting yourself in adverse situations, but constantly being self-reflective. And that's one thing I was going to ask you. Do you have a a ritual of self-reflection? Do you do it on a daily, weekly, monthly, how do you do that? And do you also um, use lists? I'm curious to see how you get through your prolific days. Mm. Yeah, so I'll, I'll answer the second one first. You know, my the, the kind of to-do of my day and the way I set stuff up is, is um, at least right now, it's going through a big shift right now, but it's basically a combination of uh, a book I'll recommend. It's called The One Thing. Mm. And they have a really good um, kind of model for this. They have some really good stuff on their site too. You could download. Um, one's called a 411 that I use to kind of manage my year, my month, my my day, and making sure that I'm on task to do my most important work. And the um, and then everything else kind of gets put in a to do list. I use literally it's called to to do to doist. Um, that's the app I use where I just dump all my you know take out the garbage kind of stuff. And so that's kind of my structure for my day to day. And I could get into more detail if you want on that. Um, Go for it. Yeah. I'm curious because we all have different practices. I'm just curious of what yours is. Yeah. So for me um, right now, what I try to do is take any, any new thing that comes up and I run it through a couple filters. Um, One is, is, is I ask myself, is this important to my goal Um, or is this just a really fun, interesting thing that my brain wants to go do? So one of the downsides of the way that I kind of go try to learn things is it's really easy for me to go into a a pit of a new project Mm. and spend eight hours researching, uh, if we're on the right, uh, newsletter, um, platform, for example. Right. Sure. So if I, if I start to write something down, that's like a lot, a lot, a lot of time and hours, I start to go, okay, is this the best use of my time? And, or is this a distraction from me really doing the hard work that I really should be doing? Mm, that's great. And, and so that, that's a really tough one for me because it's, yeah, and, and, me. <laughs> and actually our team, we actually did this on a call. It's one of my favorite team calls we've had in the last uh, month. And we all got really excited about this new idea for a video that we're going to do. We have a new product uh, update coming out for an animation tool we have. And we're all brainstorming this really cool idea. And it really, we brainstormed it and like basically wrote the script and this whole thing, we had it all set up and we were about to pull the trigger on it. And I ran it through that filter and I'm like, is this just a really fun project or is this going to help us get to our goals that we're really trying to hit as a, as a company? And we all realized it really wasn't going to help us hit our goals. Yeah. It was just a really fun project that we all kind of 
you know, needed a little bit of creative uh, uh, break or distraction or something. We, distraction. we call it the hell yeah at Learn Square. And we're like, is this a hell yeah thing? We get that from Tim Ferriss, I think. If it's not a hell yeah, then fucking throw it away. Right. So he, well, the thing is, that it, it's tough. That's a tough question because for all of us, it was a hell yeah. For all of us, we're like, this is awesome. That's good the point. final product is going to be great and we're all going to have fun doing it. So why not do it? Well, the reason why not we ended up not doing it is because we already agreed that this was our goal and that we all still, we all also still agreed that that goal was important. Mm. And if we went down the path of doing this, this video, it would take us away from the main goal that we're trying to hit. That is also a bigger hell yeah. Mm. And so yeah. in some that's ways, these the small ones, then. Yeah. it is, yeah. it is. And if anyone's struggling with this, the book, the one thing has it's been really book. helpful to yeah. me. Yeah, I have it too. Um, do you go so, to audiobook or did you read this one? That was audiobook. Now yeah. I ended up getting a physical copy because there's so many dang graphs and like things that they reference in the book. Yeah. Um, was it worth it for you to get the physical one? Because I was gonna way that. way worth it. it. I've actually I've done the audio. I've listened to audiobook three times now, and I've even signed up uh, for some of their products that they have on their site directly, like some some uh, kind of accountability groups and things like that that they they've. Um, structured for the book. Um, so I've really tried to actually recently, you you might, you might be sad on this one, but I've recently tried to like stop reading so many books, stop reading so many business books and implement over. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's kind of romantic and fun to, to learn a lot. You're like, I feel so good. I'm reading all these books. And then, then if you're not using them, then what's the point of it? You know? And it kind of comes back down to like when you said you would just put hours into AE or hours into cinema, you know, and then you was like your designs were poop because you just didn't have that like person to tell you. And then you didn't also have that focus of like, I'm going to take this tool and I'm going to move forward with it. It's funny you mentioned that because I've pulled back on all the books I was reading too, because I was overdosing on information, basically just doing it because I wanted to do it and it felt right. But then I realized yep. I'm not implementing these right now, or this isn't resonating with me right now. So I stopped and I started listening to like 500 hours of Game of Thrones. <laughs> I'm binging on Game of Thrones right now, which is incredible. And it's a great distraction as well. So it, 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 and it is a distraction. I think you're right. Like I, I found, you know, sometimes I would, I would talk to my team and I would have this great new idea. Oh, we should do this and this and this. And we're going to go do this. And, and, um, Chad one day was like, well, okay, what book did you read lately? <laughs> uh, he's a work wife. That's great. Oh, he's great. And so <laughs> I was like, dang it you know what? You're right. So, um, what I try to do is, is do a <laughs> little great. bit of a diet. And I realized I wasn't listening to my own, um, my own advice. Like how, how bad is that? Like students ask me, you know, uh, and, and I'm sure you, you get these questions too. Like, how do you learn and how do you, how do you, uh, you know, how did you get to where you were? And I always tell people like, yeah. you got to surround yourself with people that are doing what you do that you can look up to and maybe have a mentor or just be, learn their language and see how they work. Um, so surround yourself with great people. I tell them to learn the hard stuff. Don't focus on software. Don't focus on the new shiny object. Learn the fundamentals like design typography. That stuff will stick with you your entire career. Don't spend your time researching like exactly what video card you need to buy. Um, (laughs) Sometimes it depends on the stage, but yeah, it is difficult, right? Because you see everybody using Octane or Arnold or Redshift or whatever. And you're like, wow, that's a beautiful image. How do I do that too? You know, but no, no computer will save you from bad design, will save you from bad taste, will save you. Those things need to be 
that's your foundation and, and, and your design, visual, creative life. You need to understand that and have fundamentals in it. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you, and, and so here's, here's the punchline. I tell, I tell students that, and I tell uh, students to really listen to um, a lot of different things. But then when you find yourself nodding over and over again to something, to stop just nodding and to actually go implement it. <laughs> that's great. So it's, it's one thing to agree and go, yeah, that's a great idea. And then it's a whole nother hard, much harder thing to actually go implement that into your life. So like, let's say you've listened to a bunch of podcasts and you're like, oh, meditation, people are talking about this. It seems like that's a thing a lot of people are doing and it seems to be helping people like I should try that. And then how many times do you nod your head to that and then not do it? Yeah. So what, what, what I've, the, the, the real punchline is that I, that's what I tell students all the time. And I realized I wasn't following my own advice. Oh, that happens so, so much, right? Oh <laughs> it's my God. so easy and to give advice and, and to take it and chew <laughs> right. on your own, eat in your, on your own, eat your own soup or whatever. It's like, it's difficult, you know, but it's right, good so though. I, it's important. So I started surrounding myself with, with other, you know, people that were l- even way better at I, than I was at business stuff, like people that I could ask questions to about how to build a team and do these things. I literally, I, I, you know, changed my entire work schedule to try to go be around these people. Um, I started learning the hard stuff. I started, you know, doing the things on my list that I knew would be with me and help me over my entire life and not just help me in the next week. Mm -hmm. And then I started to implement the things that I were nodding to all these books that I was reading. And, and I wouldn't put things into practice. So mm. I took the book, The One Thing, which I which I thought was kind of a good, not just distillation of a lot of other books, but just a very focused, structured uh, book that you could, that kind of gets at a lot of problems yeah. and just say, okay, I'm just, this is going to be my Bible right now. If I have a problem, I'm going to tackle it through the lens of this book and do it for a year and not and, and not have another book come in and mess my whole system up. Hmm. And this is an experiment I'm going through. So I just wanted to share that with you because it's totally it. new. It's totally yeah. new then. And it's totally the opposite of what I would tell people even a year ago, even when we talked, um, maybe, a, maybe we, we had a long talk over a year ago, maybe two years ago now about yeah. all these books and about all this stuff. And, <laughs> and in some ways, um, I'm kind of the opposite of that for now. I think it comes in stages, but for now, sure. Um, that's, that's one of them. That's awesome. I love it. I know you have to go soon. Um, maybe like one more question, I guess. And, and, yes, um, and I have to share more books after I said all that, I, I do have to share more books with, yeah. with the audience because books are, um, to me, the, the best mentor that you, the best and least expensive mentor that you could ever find. Yes. Um, if you're willing to take that leap into the book. Yeah. Yeah. If you can really think of a book as, as a mentorship and say, this is how they, you know, either got to where they, they are. If you're reading like a biography kind of thing, or, uh, if you can read it and say these, the, the person that wrote this book implemented these things into their life and, and it made them successful. So just, what I, what I try to think of it, uh, books, especially um, when you're brand new to something, is a way to kind of like take them out for coffee without uh, without writing that awful email where you want to take everybody out for coffee, right? <laughs> this is your chance. Yeah. Yes, this is your chance, yeah. This is your chance to sit down with them and try to ask the book questions and see how the book responds. And th- this is kind of a weird way to say it, but take what you're really struggling with and look look at, try to find an answer through the lens of the book that you're reading. 
or the TV show that you're watching or the <laughs> the conversation you're having with your with your family or friends. So the input that, you're receiving. Yeah. Yeah. Well, try to try to look at it through the lens of no matter what it is. So um, and, and now I'm uh, eating into my own time here, but I do want to finish this thought, please, because it's um it's been a, a huge part of the way that I learn. I always try to get away from the actual uh, thing that I'm learning and try to come at it um, from a, maybe a profession that has been around longer. So for me, a big one is music. My first love and the thing I learned the most about when I was younger and still is, is music, becoming a better musician, recording, engineering, re recording techniques, um, stage, being on stage, like all that stuff. Sure. Um, so a lot of times when I'm struggling with an answer, I'll try to look at it through the lens of what would a musician do? And a musician has um, a lot of struggles that, that, that 3D artists and motion graphics artists have. They have this thing they really are passionate about, they really wanna do it, and, and a lot of them struggle on how to get the word out and struggle on you know making money, doing what they love. And there, I find a lot of um, uh, balance uh, and a lot of similarities between looking at musicians or other artists and seeing how has this been done in the past? How has an artist got the word out about what they do in a unique way? Hmm. Um, how are tutorials for musicians made? And what can I learn about uh, how to teach somebody from looking at tutorials for musicians as, as somebody that is making tutorials? So uh, I try to find the learning part of, I, I try to learn from every angle and try to see it from not just how to make a motion graphics tutorial or how to, how to, I don't want, I don't need to go read another article about motion design. What I really need to go read is an article on how to learn or how mm -hmm. to ask the right question. Those kind of things. History repeats itself and you're seeing patterns in the formula and stuff. And I think, yeah, you're absolutely right. And if you look at what's happened prior, you can look forward. And for the most part, the pattern's going to repeat itself. The really interesting thing is when you get into that reality distortion device that Steve Jobs would do. That was just the, the term that he would coin. That's something I always keep in my mind because even when I look at, because that's a really great way of looking at it too, because you're looking at something that already existed, already successful, already figured out, already went through a lot of the, the hiccups and you go, okay, I'm going to take these pieces and I'm going to apply them here. Superconductor, you know, but I think the one thing that's really interesting is, is, is forging through to the future and thinking about what is innate in human nature? What are these like core aspects? Why do we do what we do and understanding those habitual habits on a psychological level? That's really when you start to unravel the universe and that's really when things start to get pretty crazy <laughs> and you open up a whole like um, another d dimension of possibilities, I think it was really fun, but I love your approach to that and your approach to learning is really great. And thank you again for sharing your awesome books and your advice with everybody. Um, the last thing I wanted to just, if you had any shout outs or anything you wanted to, to bring up and then also just what the future has to hold for you. These are, I like to think of these as time capsules and if you would be so kind to come back on the show eventually, and maybe we can touch base and go, hey, you know, it's been like you know, six months or eight months or a year and this has happened. And this is really interesting. And to have these things as legacy items are kind of interesting. So, um, yeah, any shout outs or anything on the future and we can wrap it up. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, shout outs or, you know, I, I got I to gotta hey, shout mom, my hey, dad. Uh, yeah, well, geez, my mom and dad, I, I, I need a whole nother podcast to, to give them enough credit. But That's they awesome. uh, and my grandma, I just saw my grandma, too. She was a big part of of me growing up, um, 
she was the kind of grandma. She was the grandma. She she sent me to space camp oh. because I loved so much about space. And she's like, well, you got to go to space camp. Like, grandma, <laughs> that's, this is the most amazing gift you've ever, I've ever, grandma. it's like, so great. So, okay. So, so shout out to grandma. Okay. Um, and then, you know, for me and, you know, as far as the future and where things are going, you know, I'll, I'll say personally, like my, my, my goal is to, uh, is to, you know what, being on all these podcasts, one of my goals is to try to communicate better. Mm. Um, I have a lot of thoughts and I, and I, they all make sense in my head, right? Cause it's me. And, um, it's sometimes in the way that I talk, I could, I could be a little bit circular and kind of go round about. And I really respect people that can take a complex idea and, uh, explain it in a very clear way. So that's been a, a big focus uh, oh. for me. And I, I can see that going into the future, trying to um, just be a better communicator and to be able to get the word across. If, if I'm going to say that I want to be a better teacher, and that's really a big goal for me, a, a big part of that is going to be talking more clearly and, and just communicating more clearly in general. Mm. Um, and, and, and the, the, the other secret is, uh, th- I think that will help me in my personal life more as well. Sure. Um, so that's, that's one of those things. That's one of those big, hard, like big things that is hard to do that I think will serve me into my entire life and not just something that is cool for the next year. So that's a big focus for me. And then as far as the company, um, you know, our goal, a lot of people ask us still, they're like, how, how do you guys make money? You know, like are, <laughs> do you guys just put all the, all these free tutorials and do all this stuff. And they like, what do you guys do for a living? Do you guys have clients? And you know, we, I haven't had a client since I left digital kitchen. And, and what I tell them is, you know, it's like our, our job is to make your job easier. And either from free training, paid training, the tutorials, you know, obviously all the tutorials we have, but our products and our plugins and all of this stuff, everything we do is geared toward trying to help the motion designer get their job done faster, more beautiful, help them make something more beautiful for their client, or even just teach them things like how to charge more for their work. So, yeah, you know, that's, that's how I see Grayscale Gorilla into the future is taking not just the new people, I think we've been really good at that and we continue to be really good at, you know, educating the new, the newbie. Right. Um, but also with the addition of Chad and, and kind of growing the company, really stepping up our game for the people that are working and that are looking to do things like build a team themselves or build a a comp complex, uh, like pipeline Mm -hmm. for their studio and to be able to bring that level of experience to grayscale gorilla. So, Th- those are my big focuses right now. I I hope I answered your question yeah. in, the, in the way you thought of it. But great. Th- those are my big rocks, I guess, as they say. Those Good. are the big focuses for me. Big ones. Um, and we'll see. <laughs> we'll see if I uh, if I hit it. You got to have me back on because man, yeah, love to. You, I know you're busy. This is taking uh, quite a few months to get make happen. So I appreciate the time and. Yeah, absolutely. We'll use this as a, a time capsule. We'll come back to it and talk about your communication skills. I think you've been doing cr- great and you're quite eloquent and you remove a lot of ums and likes, which is a big pet peeve for me. So I think you're totally great. And you're on the you're on the way to greatness with the speaking because that's a really difficult thing. And I really admire great communicators. I had the same problem. That's why I started the podcast. It's like, man, I oh, that, really... See, that's interesting. So you started um, 
Well, let, let me ask you this since we're, uh, since you can't say no now cause we're public, I should have you on the, on our podcast. I'd love to. I mean, I okay. literally, your podcast is one of the first podcasts I ever listened to. So thank you for that. And that'd be awesome. It'd be like completely full circle. So yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Cause I'd like to ask you some questions about how you, um, I mean, I, I, I've always admired your, your, I always bring you up um, and we'll definitely have to continue this conversation. Um, so this will be a teaser then we have to, we have to get you on and this will be the teaser uh, for, for, for our podcast. Sure. See, there's a marketing thing. There you go. <laughs> um, so uh, I've always, I've always brought your name up as the, the true artist. Oh, when gosh. I, when I talk about, you know, there are a lot of people that get into motion design like me. And so I'm, I'm kind of the opposite. I got into motion design. I don't like design. I didn't like art. I didn't like to, I didn't want to be an artist. All I knew is I just wanted to make the cool stuff that I saw on TV Mm. or I wanted to make like Terminator two. Right. That was (laughs) like that. I knew that that was going to be a part of my life. Sure. And only reluctantly did I go learn design Mm. and only reluctantly did I realize I had to go learn typography because that's what was keeping me from getting to my goal. That was like the bad stuff. That was the not fun stuff that I had to go learn. And I've always, I've always seen you as somebody that is very art forward and very design forward. And, and so that is what we'll talk about. I hope when, when I, when I drag you into our, our podcast, I'd love to, whatever questions you got, I'll be there. So no, I appreciate it. It's very kind of you and thank you for that. And, um, yeah, that's, that sounds like awesome. So you guys, there we go. We'll, we'll, I'll be over there. We'll be passing podcasts back and forth and you, the audience <laughs> will just be able to enjoy the show and hopefully you guys are learning something. I'm, there's a ton of gems here, so I'm, I'm sure you are. So Nick, thank you so much. I know you got to go. So I really appreciate your time. You have a wonderful day. Thank you again from me personally for all that you've done for the community and just, all the stuff you put out there, it really means a lot. And I personally really appreciate it. And thank you for that. Because had you not made your tutorials, I might not be using Cinema 4D. So, you know, that's something to think about. So thank you so much for that. Appreciate it. That's so very nice of you to say. And I appreciate you having me on. It's been fun. Let's do it again. All right, buddy. Have a great day then. Thanks again, man. You too. Peace. And that concludes this week's episode. Big thank yous to Nick for coming on the show and sharing his time with us this week. You can find links to the show notes for this week's episode at thecollectedpodcast.com slash 157, along with links to our Facebook, Twitter, and iTunes podcast page. Have an amazing day, everybody. Be powerful. Be prolific. Peace out.